Welcome to the October 18, 2023 meeting of the Development Review Committee. This meeting is being conducted in person at the Old Jail Auditorium, 514 West Liberty Street, as well as by live video teleconference in accordance with KRS Chapter 61. Members of the public were informed of the option of viewing and participating virtually or in person. Public notice has been provided and materials have been available for review by the public. The following rules are in place for today's meeting. Please silence all cell phones. Please be courteous and respectful to the commission and your fellow citizens. Agendas and staff reports are located near the entry of the auditorium or on louisville.legistar.com. For those participating virtually, chat messages are not part of the record and are not monitored by all members. Please refrain from sending messages to the panel. If you have any questions or if you'd like to speak, you may send a message to the host. Today's proceedings are being recorded. Anyone wishing to address the commission must do so from the podium or virtually. We have a quorum of members present. The meeting will proceed as follows. As each case is called, planning and design services staff will present comments and staff recommendations. Each of the other agencies will then present their comments. Next, the applicant will address the agency comments and provide other information to assist the committee's deliberations. Then any other interested parties will be given the opportunity to speak. Persons wishing to speak will need to provide their names and mailing addresses prior to speaking. Please note, chat messages to the host panel or anyone else in the meeting are not considered testimony and will not be considered or addressed. If you have comments or questions concerning a case, you should message the host that you would like to speak and you'll be brought over to the panel to give your comments. A unanimous vote of this committee constitutes final action on most cases. However, if the vote is not unanimous or if it is otherwise required or recommended, the case will be placed on the regular agenda of the Planning Commission for further discussion and action. Persons interested in cases that are deferred, continued, or forwarded to the Planning Commission may want to call the Planning and Design Services Office prior to the scheduled meeting at 574-6230 to confirm that their case will be on the docket as no additional notice is mailed out. Copies of the meeting agenda, staff reports, and appeal forms are available online. Appeal forms must be submitted no later than 14 calendar days after the committee action. Could we have a roll call, please? Penix. Present. Fisher. Here. Kern. Here. Carlson. Carlson's here. We have a quorum. Our next item is approval of the minutes from our last meeting, which was October 4th, 2023. And the only member absent was Patty Clare. Has everyone had the opportunity to look the minutes over? And do you have any comments or uh, suggestions for change? I did offer up a couple that were more editorial in nature than substantive, which have been added to the minutes that, that are first right now. Absent any corrections, I'll entertain a motion 
for approval. Motion to approve the minutes of um, the um, Development Review Committee meeting from October 4th, 2023 with the minor corrections from the Council Parson. Second. All right, we have a motion and a second for approval. Any discussion? If not, would you call the roll, please? Penix? Yes. Fisher? Yes. Kern? Yes. Carlson? Carlson's a yes. Those minutes are approved. The uh, first item of business is 23 extension 0015. That is an extension of an expiration. The stable is at Floyd's Fork. And the case manager is Amy Brooks. Good afternoon, ma'am. Amy Brooks, Planning and Design Services Staff, 444 South 5th Street. This is 23 Extension 0015, the stables at Floyd's Fork. And this is an extension of expiration. The original CUP was approved on October 21st, 2019. The first extension was approved by staff on October 22nd, 2021, extending the expiration date to October 21st, 2023. According to the applicant, the use has been exercised in accordance with LDC 11.5 because events have been hosted on the property following the approval of the conditional use permit in 2019. This extension would only allow for additional time to obtain a building permit for improvements as shown on the approved development plan. This is the zoning map. As you can see, it is zoned RR. There are some R5A in close proximity to the subject site. This is the aerial photograph of the current conditions on the property. These are site photos. The one in the upper left is a view of the subject site from Bardstown Bluff, and the one to the right is looking south on Bardstown Bluff from the entrance. To the left is a view of the building on the site, and to the right is that Bardstown Bluff Road entrance. If you look over to the right-hand side of that photograph, there is the subject site and the buildings. This is across Bardstown Bluff. This was the approved development plan from 2019. Staff finds that the proposal provides good causes to why the tasks could not be reasonably completed within the allotted time. Your required actions today are to approve or deny the extension of expiration to extend um, the expiration of 19 CUP 1036, the development plan of that to October 21st, 2025. Are there any questions for staff? Commissioners, any questions? All right, thank you, ma'am. Mr. Fred Basco. 
Uh, Nick Pregolasco, Barden Ripper Talbot and Roberts, uh, 1000 North Hurstburn Parkway, Louisville, Kentucky, 40223. I have a very short presentation just to re-acclimate you as to this development. I guess a couple of the members are new since this was originally reviewed and approved, but uh, this was for a, an event venue for weddings. It was a wedding venue. Uh, the reason for the request and the extension really relates to the uh, having to wait till sanitary sewers were constructed close enough to tie in. So it's been because of the sanitary sewer issue that's been uh, the request, but that has now been done, which I'll show in just a, a second. But this is where the property is. It's just north of, you see Brentwood Commons there. That's the development that was extending the sanitary sewers such that this could tie into it. Uh, but it shows its relation to the, uh, uh, the park and all that. If you go to the next image, this is, is an aerial view. Again, just shows where the property is on it's on Bardstown, just off Bardstown Road on Bardstown Bluff Road. And if you go to the following image, uh, the property was uh, before the applicant purchased it. It was a, a they stabled horses there. I think there were over 20 horses that had stayed on the property. But the idea is to keep the property in its pristine condition and actually really improve it uh, for a wedding venue. So to keep the existing buildings, repurpose them, adaptively re reuse those. Uh, but to turn it into a, a wedding venue. Um, if you go to the next image, I'll show, uh, this is a case, by the way, that we, when we were going through the process, uh, I joked with David Mandel, who's here with me today about this was one that we spent more time with because we actually at the planning commission four times, or at least twice at DRC, twice the planning commission, but all of it related to agreeing on all the conditions, which are uh, what we're, uh, continuing to, we're not requesting any changes there, but this is that development plan. So really the property being reused as it was just with parking added as well. Uh, but those, the buildings you see there, those are the existing buildings that I was just showing that would be uh, changed over to, uh, to be used for the, the wedding venue for the reception hall and all that. If you go to the next image, uh, I mentioned that the property, the reason for the request was uh, the, the, um, it's a Redwood development, Bardstown Bluff, or sorry, um, Brentwood Commons is the name of it. Brentwood Commons is the, in, you see it on the right of the site there. Um, when that was developed, they extended the sanitary line sufficient to where this can be tied in. And that didn't occur until very recently. So that's been the request. The reason for, uh, the, the delay is that, uh, we've not been able to you know, have sanitary sewer service until it was constructed as here. So now that that has been done and they've just finished, you know, constructing and, and finishing the lease up. So now that's, you know, can, we can go forward. This is a case where the, um, the, the approval said it would either be a septic or it would be a pump, you know, holding tank and pumped out or be sanitary. Obviously sanitary is the preferred route and that's uh, now available. There's a couple of pictures here. These just show the updates or upgrades that have been made to the property. If you go to the next image and the following one, these are just related to turning it into a wedding venue uh, before that. With that, I'm here for questions. Uh, David Mendel is here for their technical questions as to the sanitary line, as well as uh, representative for the applicant, Karen Beach, who can answer questions as to her use as well with it. But uh, the reason it hasn't been you know, fully implemented was just the having to wait for a sanitary sewer service to be able to tie in.
All right. Let me just check to be sure. Mr. Mandel doesn't want to speak. Just waiting for questions. And Karen Veach, is that the same thing? All right. Commissioners, any questions for any of the applicants? Has a parking lot been added? And no, it is not. No, it is not. No. Okay. So where where were they parking during those events you had? Although, so the the issue was that. Uh, you haven't been able to have the large wedding events because they have to have the ability to have the, you know, the sanitary yeah. services there. So the only things they've had are very, very, very small events that didn't necessitate the parking. Um, so they haven't been able to truly utilize the property for the intended purpose for weddings as of yet. All right. All right. Any other questions come up? I have one person signed to speak in opposition. Grace Bryan online or are they they're online. Okay. Grace Bryan, are you with us? Grace, you can unmute and turn your camera on, please. Hi, this is Grace Bryan. Can you hear me now? Yes, ma'am, we do hear you. Uh, can you turn your camera on? You, do you have that ability? Uh, I have turned it on, but it's not accepting. Let's see. Is it now working? No, ma'am, but there you go. All right. Thank I'll you. Very much. Okay, please give us your name and address and tell us what you'd like us to know. Yes, my name is Grace Bryan. My address is 10505 Bargetown Bluff Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40291. I am okay. the property. Yes, I am the property that is between uh, the stables at Floyd's Fork and Brentwood. I, I would like to state that um, there's been several issues or concerns that we have had. Filed multiple complaints with concerning moving of dirt, not having the appropriate fencing and watering coming onto my property. Owners had workers on site to start installing septic or holding tanks without the appropriate government approvals. Work only stopped after I reached the appropriate government agencies. Development plans approved on 10-21-19. It, uh, it's been under construction for four years. Um, it is uh, construction should have been completed by now, even though um, they were dealing with the septic. Waste building materials um, uh, are outside of the building and has been on site for years, which gets, goes against code. Landscaping has not been completed along the property li lines and grounds overgrown with weeds and grass partial cut. Recently started backing up. Recently started working back on um, cleaning up this area. So they have not been responsible owners, and that's why I'm asking you all not to approve this conditional uh, permit. This has adversely affected the neighborhood and will continue to have negative impacts on the surrounding properties. As for the MSD approval that 
I know will have to be reviewed. It will be impacting all three sides of my property. It will have a negative impact on my family and others who use the road. In front of my property, it will remove trees, bushes that create privacy and reduce the noise and pollution from the busy road. And if, if that occurs, I will suffer. We'll go across, the implementation of that will go across my property, will impact mail delivery, and um, the Brentwood, when they place their line on their property, they also cross my property. We will not, my husband and I will not give approval for anyone to cross our property to connect to the, the, that line. If, if approval is given, and I understand that we'll still have to talk about the MSD later, I will ask for them to be responsible for our water line as, as well as any other negative impacts. The construction will uh, create road blockage um, and will impact uh, actual um, uh, school bus uh, stop. If it does get approved, I request that the work start on their property. And the reason I'm requesting this is because their property has solid rock on it and they will be challenged to overcome that. The only reason I'm asking that is because in the last, before they, they were approved on the original approval, I did state that they would not be uh, able to get septic system or a holding tank. And they continued on with that they would be able to do that. So please, I'm requesting you all not to approve this. This has been negative to the neighbors and some of the neighbors have called and asked me if I was going to speak today, and I, I told them I would. They said that they were not going to come to the meeting or speak because they felt like they were not heard and that this can this property continue, continuously gets approved for extensions, and they feel that that's not what is good for the neighborhood. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, is there anyone else that would like to speak in opposition? Do we have anybody else online? All right. Commissioners, any questions for Ms. Bryan? Richard, alteration. Um, I, I don't know if I mentioned how much waste is in front of the, the building. Again, that they have out there in front of their building, it is, totally not appropriate. It's been there for a long time. And they, again, that would not uh, uh, pass regulations or code at this time. They're just not responsible. Okay, thank you. We will get the applicant to address that. Uh, Mr. Preglasco, would you like to uh, come up and respond to those comments? Sure, yeah, and I may ask, uh, the applicant or David to answer questions that, that I may miss. But um, as I said, this is a uh, a project where they haven't been able to fully develop it because of the fact that, you know, they haven't had sanitary sewer service. But what they did do was go out and immediately, not immediately, but they went ahead and very beginning was to, to provide the landscaping and install the landscaping. 
Uh, that's really the main thing they've, been, they've done out there. And the applicant was just telling me they've planted over 200 trees all up and down the her property line, as well as around the future parking area. Parking area hasn't been constructed, but those trees were installed just so they could start to grow and to, to read up. So as far as the references to the being under construction, that was what was under construction was just the planting of trees uh, with that. The um, uh, as far as the there's some references to the sewer work that would be done that would all be within MSD easements. So we're not, you know, to the extent uh, uh, that would just be uh, you know a, any work that's done would be in in already existing MSD easements, not. Uh, Anywhere else on her property wouldn't be crossing anything else on on her property, you know, uh, for that. Um, and there's no request to access her property or, or anything of the nature, other than to the extent there is an easement. The applicant also did mention that the only uh, a complaint that was received was when the um, in landscaping was being installed, and they did stop part of it when they were doing that. But um, um, the the I think we're on the same page with. Grace and what she really wants is this to be fully implemented. And I say that as to for the once the applicant is able to build their facility and have it a wedding venue, it'll be a very nice looking facility. Uh, which you know, obviously, you're not going to have weddings at a location if it doesn't look extremely nice. And I think it's just the request here is to be able to be given the time to finish it out and to to complete the development plan as it was approved. If there's anything else that I missed, let me know. I don't look at my notes. I think I had uh, at least addressed the main items. There was uh, something about grass cutting and materials being stored outside, I believe. The, that's, um, that's correct. Uh, and it's, it's uh, Bryan, materials. Ms. Bryant, yeah, it's, it's his turn right now. Let me ask the applicant just to address this. This is Karen. Please give us your name and address and then go ahead. Uh, Karen Beach, 604 East St. Catherine, Louisville, Kentucky, 40203. Um, she's right. We do have construction materials behind a, a construction fence. Um, as we've taken out old wood and old materials, we, we've kept them there. Um, our neighbors, the Seabolts, had um, expressed concern about um, dumpsters going up and down our shared driveway uh, and so we tried to be mindful of that until such time that we can make um, the new entrance to um, the facility and so we have just kind of kept it fenced in uh, behind a construction entrance and the grass cutting well the we've we've cut um, grass, um, the area where the parking lot is going is just basically weeds. It's where the um, uh, horses used to graze. And so not much will grow there except weeds. So uh, we cut that down quite twice a year. It's, it's, uh, um, it, it's just kind of useless at this point. Okay. Uh, commissioners, you have any Questions of the applicant. Just to um, follow up, one, um, you said that um, there wouldn't be any conversation uh, about shared land or usage or being able to go to her land to the extent that there is no uh, easement. Um, and how far is that, or do you know what that is? Well, the uh, what I'm saying is, is that uh, 
we're not requesting any new easements or any air, we're not requesting to do any work in areas that aren't already existing within an MSD sanitary sewer easement. Uh, as far as I think she had mentioned, it was on the front of her property, but it, uh, so I, I'm not disputing that. It may be along the front of her property is where it would be, which would make sense as well. And but the work would be done within the within an already existing easement. And then also, um, I think it, it was kind of addressed, but I'm not sure. Um, talk about her concern that because uh, I think I heard two different um, versions of the same thing regarding the landscape. Um, plan and, and she's saying that it hasn't been put in at all the landscaping and I think I heard you all say that it has been where's the. Sure, you know, maybe ask, uh, may ask uh, Karen to address that because she could explain the. The trees that were planted and all that. As part of the original zoning um, agreement, uh, Grace requested that we um, plant an evergreen border along the uh, property line that um, divides our properties. Uh, we did that in December of 2020. Uh, and uh, while we were doing it, we also um, planted um, trees uh, as, as was agreed to um, surrounding the parking lot and also along the property line um, that um, divides our property uh, across Floyd's Fork to uh, the parklands. We wanted to go ahead and get those trees in, get them growing. Uh, we assumed uh, it would be a, a process. We, we didn't really know how long it would take, but we wanted to get them in and growing as soon as we possibly could. So are you saying that they're not growing yet? So it doesn't they look are. as though they've been planted uh no they're about four feet tall now it, just to be clear i think there was so along the property line common property line with this applicant and the, the neighbor Ms. grace there was the request or concerns raised at the hearing that uh of what the view would look like things of that nature so there was a request by the neighbor to install trees along that entire property line. And even though the applicant hasn't been able to do the other work as, as far as putting in the, you know, the, the parking lot or any of that kind of stuff, what they did do is go ahead and in December of almost three years ago, was go ahead and plant those trees along that property line. And that's what was being referenced was the trees along the property line having been installed as well as the ones around the parking area to allow them to continue to, to grow while the, we're waiting for the sanitary sewer service to be available. Other questions? Just to confirm, was the sewer a connection a requirement of the original plan approval? Uh, the original plan approval uh, said that, uh, that it was simply a note on the plan that said sanitary sewer service not available. So you require currently at the time. So we require either uh, would require health department approval for either a holding tank or a, a septic system. So the idea was at the time was to be either have a holding tank or septic system. There was a binding element that said there would be no portalettes on the property, so that was out of the question as well. Uh, but the preferred route was always to have a sanitary sewer service, and it just uh, it wasn't available at the time of approval. But it is now, and that's the route that we're we're going. So it really would be a, a an improvement over the originally approved plan. Thank you. Did I hear something about there being rocks in the area and are you going to have to do, how are you going to do rock removal for the sewer lines to go in if needed? Um, and maybe, maybe ask David to, to 
because he would know more about that um, about the sanitary work. Yeah, we are working with uh, the Redwood Company right now on an easement and that's being finalized and they'll be granting an easement for us between right now on the north end of the apartments there is a pre-split rock wall and we have working with them to keep a sewer line with msd it needs to be four feet of cover we hope to get it three feet of cover it will not be blasted it'll be whole rammed out we've also one of the conditions of the approval for the sewers from redwood was to get a geotech engineer out We've met with uh, Rich Linker with Asher. He's been doing this for 30, 35 years. And we've met with him on site, showed him the profiles and showed him the plan. And we will also have limits on what type of construction uh, vehicles we can use uh, so that we're not using large uh, pans or large backhoes, but it'll be small backhoes to work in that area. Uh, and there's gonna be a lot of constraints on this. One thing uh, that, uh, I've met with Mr. and Mrs. Bryan on several occasions trying to acquire an easement from their property down in the low area that we would then not have to run the sewer line up their south property line on Red Redwood, and we would not have to run the sewer line in the existing right-of-way of, this is old Barchtown Road. We would not have to do that, and we have offered a considerable amount of money, and they are not interested. Uh, also, if we did build the gravity line on their property, uh, they have a pretty good piece, uh, a pretty, it's pretty wide. Uh, then once they had gravity sewers in the future or, or never, that could be divided up in three or four additional lots on Bargetown Road. Uh, but, and I, I appreciate the effort, but I was told not to come back. I was very polite, but we are still willing to purchase a gravity easement through the rear of their property and eliminate, eliminate all this sewer line coming up on their south side and the sewer line in the right of way across the front. But uh, they elected not to, but we're still would be willing to do that. Uh, I believe a sewer system is a lot. And Redwood, when they first got, when we first got approved, Redwood wasn't under construction. So that's why we looked at, at going for the septic tank. It was approved by the health department, but MSD would prefer sewers, even if it requires a small private pump station, it is still better for the environment to have the sewage going to the uh, Cedar Creek treatment plant than being uh, as a septic tank. So, but we will, we will have plenty of restrictions with Redwood to be able to build this. And we've worked with MSD. We've also worked with Metro about in the right of way, and it's been approved by Metro and MSD. So, the easements are or not in, are not in place. The easement language have been signed off by Redwood. It just has not been notarized is what it has not been. But okay. we've complied with every restriction that they have had. And they and Adam has told us it will be approved. Okay. Yeah, I, I was a little bit yeah. confused on yeah. whether it, they're pending or whether they're done. Yeah. We have and and believe me, you know, Redwood is really in the business of building and renting apartments. Uh, we've started on this the end of last year, and we've been through a lot of different, at first they wanted to change the MSD standard language for an easement. Well, I don't know if any of you've all tried to do that, but it's probably impossible. So we had to go through that with their attorneys in Cleveland, and we got through that, and then they wanted to see a rough profile, 
And then they wanted it to see moved. We've been through a lot since last December and we're right there. They have approved it. They're just waiting for the signature, but. Okay, thank you. Commissioners, any final questions? All right, thank Yes, ma'am. Uh, Tony Kelly is online and uh, he indicated that he would like to ask a question. Tony Kelly from MSD. Hey, Chief. Okay. This is Tony Kelly with Louisville MSD. Um, we don't typically weigh in on extension cases, but um, I'm wondering if Dave has looked at it's pretty straightforward as far as the alignment up the right of way. It's uphill the whole way. Um, we would we would need a gravity PSC to their property line from that alignment. Um, just quickly looking at it, it looks like you would have to run the LE all the way to the northern property line of the subject site. And I was just wondering if, in order to get a gravity PSC back to the property line, I was wondering if Dave had looked at that yet. Yes, what we looked at is we'll have a gravity line across the uh, in the Redwood development up to it's now called, I believe, Block, Barstown Bluff. And the gravity line will run across Barstown Bluff with a eight inch connection out of the last manhole that would serve uh, the, the uh, stables. And I guess you would just try to pump up, pump up to that. Is that the thought? Yes. Yes. And we've talked to David Johnson to talk to the health department. Uh, that is just be like it'd be a private pump station that would be owned and maintained by the stables that would yeah, pump up to that gravity connection. It's perfectly permitted as long as you got a gravity PSC. Um, that's yes. Just, yes, sir. It's a, lo it's a long LE for, for one connection. But. It's a long, you're right. It's a long LE. That's why we would rather purchase an easement from the Bryants. We would rather do that. I think there's a big benefit to them. Um, you know, we will not be on their property, but anytime you do construction across someone's property, even if it's in the right of way, there will be disruption. Uh, it would be a lot quicker. They would have a great benefit. And, uh, but we're still willing to do that, but uh, they, have, they have declined. Uh, Tony, if you would, I don't believe you gave us your address. It's getting close to Halloween. I might want to send you a Halloween card. Absolutely. It's Tony Kelly in Louisville MSD, 700 West Liberty Street. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Any other questions, commissioners? All right. What are our thoughts? Well, I'll I'll start off here. I, you know, um, it's been a last the last four years have been extremely difficult for all developers, well everybody, and I can understand delays, especially related to sewers. Um, you know, it's it's a little disheartening to hear that uh, the neighbors had problems or or perceptions uh, that uh, things haven't gone well, but. I really do think that the uh, project should be granted an extension with the circumstances that have been, uh, everyone's been faced in the last four years. I concur and would just say uh, it's my hope that the Brian family would continue to work with the developers to 
figure out a solution that um, they agree with and that um, it's, I think, to everybody's best interest that we hurry up and get this done. I would agree with those sentiments. Are there any motions to be made? Um, in 23 extension 0015, a motion to approve the extension of expiration to extend the expiration of 19 CUP 1036's development plan to October 21st, 2025. Um, based that on staff report and testimony heard here today. Is there a second? Second. We have a proper motion and a second to approve the request for extension. Would you call roll, please? Penix? Yes. Fisher? Yes. Kern? Yes. Carlson? Abstain. And that is approved. Our next case is 23 waiver 0132. That is a waiver to allow a changing image sign to be closer than 300 feet to a residential use. That's Watkins Church freestanding sign, 9800 Westport Road. And Heather Pollock is the case manager. Good afternoon. Ooh. Heather Pollock, Office of Planning, 444 South 5th Street, 40202. Okay, this is a waiver of Land Development Code Section 8.2.1.D.6 to allow a changing image sign within 300 feet of residentially used properties. Next. Um, this property is in the R4 Single Family Zoning District. It is in the Neighborhood Form District. Um, the applicants are repurposing an existing freestanding monument sign. Um, they will be technically refacing it, but the sizes are changing, so we're counting it as a new sign. Um, the new sign will be 68 square feet, um, and the total sign height will remain the same. They're not changing that. It's around 9 feet. Um, the changing engine portion of the sign is 18 square feet, um, and that will be incorporated within the overall sign. Next. I'm sorry, the sign location, sorry, I skipped at the bottom. The sign is, that changing image sign is about 160 square feet from residentially used property. And um, with your packets today, the applicant did submit a petition from neighbors and uh, members of the church, I believe. Um, and that was given to you today. Next. So here's an aerial showing the approximate location of the subject site there with the red dot. Um, it is on Westport Road, very close to the intersection with Hurstbourne Parkway. Off to the east, you can see is the uh, Gene Snyder Freeway, uh, Westport Road. Uh, next. Here is the zoning map. As you can see, it is residentially zoned property, um, but to the west there close to Hurstbourne is a uh, commercial um, block and across on uh, Westport as well. There is some commercial use close to the subject property. Next. Here's the aerial, as you can see, and it's a fairly large lot. Um, lot, residential, single, and multifamily to the east, and then, of course, uh, commercial and non-residential uses across the street and to the west. Next. Um, so here is a site plan. Um, the one that was uploaded had multiple pages. I picked this one. Um, I'm sorry. This is a site plan. As you can see, the location of the existing sign, um, um, that is going to remain the same. Um, and then they also just kind of pointed out where the residential is off to the to the east and across the street is the residential that is in within 300 feet of this sign. Next. 
So here is the um, sign exhibit itself. Um, up on the top right there is the existing sign. And then the one to the left is the proposed sign. Um, they are going to be refacing the existing sign. And the bottom portion where the flag is, that is going to be the changing image sign. Next. Uh, here is a view of the subject property from Westport Road. Next. And then this is um, a view of the existing sign. Next. And this is across Westport Road. This is that residential use directly across Westport Road. Next. And then this is also across Westport Road, but it is um, next to the residential use. That's non-residential use right there. Next. And this is looking west towards North Hurstbourne Parkway. As you can see, there are other freestanding signs and some, some non-residential uses over there. I think that's a, a pharmacy. Next. And so this is looking east, um, looking uh, you know you know down Westport Road. Um, as you can see, there is some residential uses there on the other side of those trees. Um, those trees do act as a buffer for the sign for those residential uses. Next, and this is a close up. As you can see, those residential uses have a fence as well as the trees. So there will be some buffer for the residential uses on the same side of the street, but across the street there isn't much of a buffer for that sign. Next. So staff finds that this waiver is adequately justified based off the staff analysis contained in the standards of review. Next. And required actions today are to approve or deny the waiver to allow a changing image sign within 300 feet of residential use. Do you have any questions for me? Commissioners, any questions for staff? Has there been any discussion of hours of operation or? Uh, yes, so um, the signs um, are required to have auto dimming features. Um, so the changing image signs are required to dim with the ambient light when that goes down. Um, but of course, you can also discuss with the applicant if there's, if you would require something further. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you. Carl Ruff. Like to come forward, sir. Hello. Please give us your name and address and proceed. Carl Roof with Roof Sign Company, 1530 East Washington Street, uh, Louisville, Kentucky. I uh, just wanted to mention a few things. Uh, one, that it, as Heather mentioned, the sign would have automatic dimming technology. So as it got darker, the sign would also get darker. Um, Another thing is that some of the church members went around to the community uh, to ask if they had any opposition to it. It was 100% in favor um, and that there is a, a large or larger than, than this sign LED message board at the um, car wash uh, just adjacent to this property, um, which is right there. Um, and uh, th that's about it. Just wanted to let you know those things. Um, the church wants to use the LED message board to uh, notify uh, community members and church members of events and um, dates that are uh, better to be seen from, from a sign um, so that it can e easily be updated. Um, and I'm here for any questions. Commissioners, any questions? Uh, will this be in operation 24-7, or do you plan on turning it off at night? Uh, I haven't spoke to the church members about that. Um, would you plan on 
They shut it off at midnight. Okay. Or if you have, if the neighbors find that it is a problem, are they willing to shut it off earlier? Uh, yes. And you guys are aware that there is a limit on the number of changes per minute? Yes, I, that's that's right. Okay, so we won't see this real quick flashing and changing with- Right, no, no videos or anything like that. Very good, thank you. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Walt Schwartz, here for questions only, okay. Do we have anyone else that's present that would like to comment on this case or online? Commissioners, any last minute questions? All right. What are our thoughts? All right. I'd like to make a motion. Please go ahead. In case 23 waiver 0132, Watkins Church freestanding sign. Um, motion to approve the waiver of LDC section 8.2.1.D.6 to allow changing image sign within 300 feet of residential use based on the staff report and testimony heard here today. We have a second. Second. A proper motion and a second to approve the waiver. Any discussion? If not, would you call the roll, please? Penix? Yes. Fisher? Yes. Kern? Yes. Carlson? Carlson's a yes. Our next item is 23 waiver 0147, and this too is another changing image sign waiver uh, for the Mosaic Church freestanding sign, 8008 St. Andrews Church Road, and Heather Pollock has a case on this one too. All right, so this one is also for a church. Uh, next slide, please. Okay, so this is the same request, a waiver from Land Development Code Chapter 8.2.1 uh, to allow changing image sign within 300 feet of residential use. Next. Um, this is in the R4 neighborhood. Um, uh, I'm sorry, R4 zoning neighborhood form district, sorry. Um, they, this one, they were replacing an existing sign. Um, the new sign will be 80 square feet and the total height will be 8 feet tall. Um, the changing image portion of the sign will be 24 square feet, and then all these measurements do meet the land development code requirements. Uh, so the sign is going to be located approximately 110 feet from residential used properties. Next. So here is the aerial showing the location off of St. Andrew's Church Road. Um, off to the left there, you can see Dixie Highway, um, and that is, that's probably about, I think, maybe a mile or so from the subject site. Um, the applicant probably could be clearer on that. Next. Here is the zoning, as you can see, it's primarily residential in that area. Um, and of course, off there to the left is the commercial corridor for Dixie Highway. Next. Here is the um, photograph. Um, the subject property is very long. Um, that purple spot is going to mark the approximate location of the new sign. Um, and then um, to the to the east, there is a church across the street is residential. Next. So here is, this is the one that has multiple pages. This is one of the pages of the site plan. Um, I picked this one because it, it shows the location and then the uh, sort of the direction in which um, the um, neighbors that are affected by the changing image sign will be. Next. And then here's another view. Um, so the red X marks the new sign and then the blue circle off to the, um, 
to the east, that is the existing sign. So they are moving the location of the sign um, closer to the entrance of the church. Um, and then of course those blue lines show the proximity of the two closest residential uses that are within 300 feet of that new sign. Next. So here is the sign exhibit. This is the proposed new sign. Um, and then of course over here, they have an example of what it will look like at night. Next. So this is a view of the subject property from Westport Road. I'm sorry, from St. Andrew's Church Road. As you can see, the church itself is set back very far from the property line, from the street. And so the sign will be up close to, to, to be visible for passerbys. Next. And then this is a view of the approximate location where that little arrow is next to the tree. I kind of marked it. Um, the tree in the center there, there's kind of like a little bit of a, an arrow. Um, that is of the approximate location of the new sign. Yeah, thank you. Next. And this is looking across St. Andrews Church Road at the residential use. Um, this picture, I picked this one, it's from in the wintertime. You can see there is some landscape buffering, but of course in the wintertime that, that landscape buffering will thin out, so there will be some visibility of the sign. Um, but this sign will be, I believe it's going to be perpendicular, it's going to be arranged so that people driving by will get a face on. So this Reginald's property will not have a direct um, face view of the sign. Next. And this is also across the street. It's a little bit to the west, a little bit at an angle, probably will have a little bit more of a view, but also they, they as well have that landscape buffer that will help um, sort of mitigate some of the impacts of the sign. Next. And this is just a views of um, St. Andrew's Church Road. This is to the east. That's next door is a church. Uh, next. And this is looking to the west. That's residential use. Um, actually, I'm not sure about that house. If the house may be owned by the church, I'm not sure. But there wasn't any residential use directly to the west of the church that was going to be affected by this sign. Next. Staff finds that this waiver is adequately justified based upon the analysis contained in the standards of review. Next. And then required action today is to approve or deny the waiver of the land development code to allow a changing image sign within 300 feet of residential use. Do you have any questions for me? Commissioners, any questions for staff? All right, thank you. Cynthia Miles Brown, would you like to come forward? Good afternoon. Hi, Cynthia Miles Brown I'm at 4436 Dixie Highway, Louisville, Kentucky 40216. Um, a couple of items to add. Um, the church is done a really good job of trying to be good neighbor. The previous sign, and I, I have that additional image if on paper if we want to give it to them. Okay. It's up to you. Do you guys want to see? The, I've, I've got a, a image that actually shows what the sign will look like illuminated. Would you, you want, please? Yes. Okay. Yep, I said I had it. Here they are. Let me give them to you. You can give it. Yeah. Um, they've done a really good job. The previous sign they had was a pylon sign. Um, it was 10 feet tall on a pole, four by eight illuminated cabinet that stayed on all the time it was a reader board a static reader board that was illuminated from the back um, 
that sign is no longer there. It was destroyed in a car wreck. So they wanted to do something that was gonna be better for the community. Um, designed a sign and shifted it um, with like an LED message unit. Um, the population that changes that sign is much older versus having to climb up ladders six feet off the ground to change that. This will be a lot better in terms of safety for the church. Um, we've shifted the sign location so it is across from the end of the house that's across the street from them. There are no windows on that end of the house. They do have a little creek there as well as the tree buffer. Um, the sign itself is now eight feet tall instead of 10 feet tall. And a lot of that sign is made up of airspace in the square footage. So it's going to be much more tasteful. Uh, we did a stone sign that blends in with the property and the aesthetic of the community. Both the subdivisions up and down the street have stones um, entryways, and the church has a stone entryway as well that will match that it used to be an old um, horse farm before it became the church property. The changing image sign um, will be under the, the rate of change. It does have dimming um, ability. The church is going to turn it off at night. And the other portion of the sign that's not a changing unit sign also has an opaque background. So the things that will illuminate will just be the um, text for the church and the halo on the on the cross. Um, we also, the church would like to use that sign to do community messages as well, not just for the church, but for the community and working with them to see who else needs to put notification out for them. Um, the LED message part is only going to be about 18 inches off the ground, so it'll be much lower, so it will have a lot um, better aesthetic and a lot less light dim than the big um, sign that was there previously that the neighbors were used to seeing. So we think this is going to be a, a good advantage. The other thing that we did, and the church was being a good neighbor, is we sent the notices to additional property owners other than the ones that were required that were able to be within that within that 300 foot um, distance. Any questions for me? I also have Pastor Groot here. She's here as well to answer any questions that you might have. Commissioners, any questions for Ms. Brown? You said you're going to shut it off at night. What do you mean by night? Is it? Um, there's dimming, there's auto dimming technology right. for the ambient light, but um, it, at nighttime, at nighttime, the LED message unit has the ability to be completely dark. So the only thing that would show would be the name of the church. So what time does the LED messaging go off at night? That can be set based on the time of year. Okay. So it's all done automatically and the church can do it through the software system. So if it gets darker earlier in the evening, they can have that um, nighttime message be turned off earlier in the evening. Okay. I'm the kind of guy that, that, that struggles with what is met by one thing to one person could be met to somebody else. So are you talking like 10 o'clock at night, it'll be turned off? I would think in the summertime, it gets dark in summertime, 10 o'clock ish. So it'll get dim. I would think once it actually sun goes down and it is dark, they can actually shut the sign off. And then in the wintertime, of course, it gets dark around six. So you're telling me that that's what they're going to do. I can turn it over to Patty to answer that more specific because they will be in charge of 
of when that gets turned off versus when it'll be auto dimmed. Okay. Please give us your name and your address. And before you leave, we'd like you to fill out a speaker form just so we have a record. I, I had submitted one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've got one for questions only. Reverend Patty Grote, I'm at 8008 St. Andrews Church Road. I live on the property. Okay. Um, and because I live on the property, I, I want the same thing that the neighbors do. I would imagine that we would turn the sign off at 11 p.m. each night, and that's because that is when the noise ordinance around as well. So it would be probably 11. Sometimes we have events going on until 9 or 10 in the evening. We've got some therapy groups that meet, that kind of thing. So we want to make sure that people know where we are and that they can come in. But I, I will be the one running the sign, and I will make sure that it's turned off by 11 p.m. every night. Okay, thank you, ma'am. Now, and you would, if, if for some reason or another, it does shine on a, a neighbor's home and they have issues with it, you you would be open-minded to shutting it off even earlier if, if becomes an objectionable thing to them. Absolutely. Okay. More than anything, we want to be a good neighbor. So if a neighbor calls and complains about it, we're going to do our best to um, to rectify any problems with that. And we would... We would turn it off earlier if they need it turned off earlier. And you are aware that there's only so many changes per minute that are allowed and. Correct. I am. Be careful along those lines. Okay. Thank you. Welcome. Commissioners, any other questions come up? Do we have anyone else present that would like to speak on this case, either present or online? All right, thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Commissioners, uh, what are our thoughts? I'm ready to make a motion. Well, I got a question that I would like to ask our traffic engineer friends. Uh, this is, unlike Westport Road, this is a two-lane road. Uh, are we going to have a concern about distracted driving with it being a narrow road? Uh, would there be any more distraction than there would on a four lane? I don't know, Jennifer, if you've got an opinion. It also depends on how far setback this sign is from the right of way. Yeah, I would agree with that. And uh, my initially, my only traffic concern was with sight distance, but it looks like it's well outside of that sight triangle. Okay. So that's not... It should be sitting far enough back not to be a significant distraction. Okay. Well, if you're happy, I am. <clears throat> All right. Go ahead. In case number 23, waiver 0147, Mosaic Church freestanding sign. Motion to approve the waiver of LDC section 8.2.1.D.6 to allow changing image sign within 300 feet of residential use based on staff report and testimony heard here today. Is there a second? Second. We have a proper motion and a second to approve the waiver. Any discussion? If there is not, would you call the roll, please? Penix? Yes. Fisher? Yes. Kern? Carlson? Carlson's yes. That motion passes. Our next case is 23DDP0069. That is a revised detailed district development plan for Kentucky Center for Special Children. Ethan Lett is our case manager on that. Ethan Lett, Office of Planning Staff. Uh, before the meeting, you all should have received 
updated copies of page one and six through eight of the staff report. While I was uh, putting this presentation together, I actually found some detailed plans with binding elements that uh, I had overlooked previously. So those cases have been included in the summary um, and those new binding elements are now on page seven and eight of the staff report. So just made, wanted to make sure that those were included and that everyone was aware um, of those changes. This is for the Kentucky Center for Special Children. The request today is for a revised detailed district development plan. Um, so the applicant is proposing a 5,000 square foot addition to an existing child care center. Uh, it's zone C1, or I'm sorry, it's zone PEC in a suburban workplace form. The parking spaces on the east side of the building are going to be removed for a proposed playground um, and drop off area. Uh, but the front parking spaces, the drive lanes, the access points to the site, those will all remain. Here's a view of the zoning map. You can see sites PEC surrounded by PEC. And here's an aerial view of the subject site. Street level views weren't available. So here's an aerial view gives you an idea of the uh, current conditions on the site as well as those adjacent properties. So this is a detailed plan approved in 2001. You can see that there was originally just a single uh, building, 12,000 square feet. And so that plan was revised again in 2007. And now you can see that there's two phases proposed, one for the uh, office building and then a phase two for a 4,000 square foot addition. Come to the current day, and this is the proposed plan. Um, you can see that addition's been increased by a little over a thousand square feet, but it's still generally in the same location. So here's the um, elevations. Staff finds that the request is adequately justified for approval based on the analysis in the standard overview. Next slide, please. Uh, your required actions today are to approve or deny the revised detailed district development plan. Are there any questions for staff? There's any questions for staff? Could you back up to the site plan that shows more, I think. All right, show me what the original building is. Okay, that's 12,000 square feet. Where is the addition going on? So I'm assuming it's that phase two there, that 4,000 square feet. The existing structure there now, I think, is just shy of 8,000. So uh, I'm assuming that that phase two was just never completed. So that 12,000 square foot building really isn't 12,000 square feet? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. All right, thank you. Other questions, commissioners? All right, I have Bill Case, Douglas Sellers, uh, signed up, whoever would like to go first, please do so. Good afternoon, my name's Doug Sellers. I'm with Bowman Consulting, uh, 3001 Taylor Springs Drive, Louisville, Kentucky. Yes, sir. I have a, a slideshow presentation very similar to Mr. Letts. <laughs> uh, 
So uh, as stated, this is for Carriage House, it's Kentucky Center for Special Children. Uh, it's a daycare for autistic and special needs children uh, located in East Point Business Center. Uh, uh, similarly, here is the, the site with PEC in the PCE district. Next slide. Uh, this is kind of a general overall view of the area showing where the site, where the building is in relation to the overall business center. Uh, the star in the middle is where the site is located. Uh, just a blow up of the same area, uh, kind of showing where it is in relation to the, the court that is located on. Next slide. This is uh, the, the only street view that could be found. Uh, this is actually taken from up at the, the curb in the road. Uh, the smaller image on the left shows you where the photo is taken from and which direction it is taken. So our site is actually down the street on the right. Next slide. Uh, copy of the site development plan uh, showing the existing building and the proposed addition. Uh, this is just a blow up of that same area showing the existing parking area, uh, the proposed playground and the expansion of the existing building. Next slide. Uh, similarly, uh, here's the rear elevation. This is if you're standing to the south looking north toward the building. Next slide. And this is both the east and the west uh, elevations as well. Next slide. This is kind of a, an opaque view showing uh, where it's what it looks like. Next slide. Uh, this is basically the drop off area and the main entrance to the addition and the, also the playground as well. Next slide. And this is just a close up of the, uh, the entrance. Any questions? Questions? Uh, I presume, Mr. Case, you're here if there's questions to come up, or do you have something you want to say? Yes, I'm part of the panel. Okay, please come up and. and... Bill Case, I'm with Miranda, Des Miranda Construction. We're at 355 East Kentucky Street. We're doing the design build of the building. We did the design, and then we're going to go into the construction when we get approved and okay. everything took. Meets with your all's approval. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Commissioners, any questions? All right. Thank you. Do we have anyone else present that would like to speak on this case for, against, or neutral? And how about online? All right. Thank you. Commissioners, any questions, comments, or other thoughts to be offered? I'll make a motion at the same time say always glad to see um, um, expansion of uh, child care, especially for those in our community who need it so desperately. Um, in case number 23, DDP 0069, the Kentucky Center for Special Children, motion to approve the revised detailed district development plan uh, based on the staff report and testimony heard here today. Second. And did you want to reference the binding elements on pages seven and eight? And um, to include the mining elements on page seven and eight. Second. All right. We have proper motion and a second. Any discussion? If not, would you call the roll, please? 
Penix? Yes. Fisher? Yes. Kern? Yes. Carlson? Carlson, yes. That motion passes. That is the last bit of business for us on our agenda. Is there a motion to adjourn? All right. We are adjourned. We'll see you good folks tomorrow.